the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from eXp's top producing icon agents? If you are an ambitious eXp agent ready to skyrocket your business, this podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your eXp business from $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO. Hello, guys. Here we are again with another episode of the Real Estate Masters Summit, powered by mini series EXP Realty mini series. And our guest today is Joanne Bolt. She's the founder and owner and CEO of the Bolt Group, powered by EXP Realty. She teaches and mentors women realtors to shatter limiting beliefs and become widely successful. Joanne runs mastermind groups and she's the host of the Tina and Joe show podcast. We don't have the Tina here today, but we do have the Joe. So welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I was trying to do a little bit of a, a rhyme there, Joe and show. I, I don't know if that worked out. <laughs> no, no, it's totally why we did Joe, you know, the Tina and Joe show rhyme <laughs> that we shortened me. <laughs> so let's get the show started, Joe. And um can you start with your real estate journey? Go. Sure. Um, I actually got my real estate license back in 2003. Um, I, before that, I was a consultant for a big consulting firm and I was flying all across the country and my husband and I had gotten married and I realized one day that we had never even unpacked some of our wedding gifts, um, like pots and pans in the kitchen, because between him traveling with his sales job and me traveling with my consultant company, we were never home together. I mean, we used to laugh that like Friday night date nights were in the Delta crown room because we were always coming and going in the airport. And so I decided while I was on one of my projects that that wasn't the life I wanted to live. Um, you know, and so I literally turned in my resignation and flew home and on the plane on the way home thought, oh crap, what do I do? Like I have a mortgage, I have a new husband and I just quit my, my paying job. And so I kind of, I remember my dad growing up, he always worked with real estate agents because he was in insurance. And I thought, well, I'll just get my real estate license. Like while I figure out what I'm going to do in my big girl life. Well, I mean, 18, 20 years later, I'm still you know, holding that real estate license and I'm still doing real estate. So you know, um, I started in 2003 as a single agent. I was the number one agent in my office, um, rookie of the year. Within two years, I'd hired an admin and then started a team because I realized I just couldn't do it all. Um, you know, I was named Atlanta's top 20 agents in their 20s at like 27 years, you know, of, of age. And so I was just running the rat race really, really hard and really fast, but I loved it. And so I just kind of kept it up. I grew my team. I kept growing my team. And here we are in 2021. And now I'm with EXP and I'm kind of looking at real estate a little bit differently and doing things, you know, just shifting the game a little bit. Nice. Because the game keeps on changing. So you, you need to change as well, right? Absolutely. So you, you stayed, you actually, I saw in your LinkedIn that you actually uh, started first in the Keller Williams in which you stayed for 17 years. years. So that's a lot. So what made you uh, change to EXP? Uh, a whole bunch of things actually prompted the change. Um, we had been as a, as a, as a team kind of looking at our options at Keller Williams, but I had really hit what I felt was a glass ceiling. Um, mm. You know, I 
was ready after that many years of selling homes or running a, the traditional real estate team. I kept getting promised OP positions that kept giving, being given quite frankly to other people, or I would be offered a team leader role. And that's, that was not a role I wanted. You know, I was already running my team. I didn't, I wasn't interested in a team leader role at, at Keller Williams. Um, and I was very open about the fact that that's the one role I didn't want. And, um, you know, and I was, I, I wanted to become a coach and it was kind of like, well, you have to be a maps coach. You have to do things their way. Or I wanted to do a podcast and I was kind of, you know, well, you're, you're kind of handheld a little bit more than you realize. Um, or I felt that I was at Keller Williams. And so everywhere I looked to expand my business in a different direction, I kept hitting a roadblock or a door was getting shut. And I just felt like the universe was kind of going, yeah, you, you've, you've done all you can here. Now go somewhere else and see if you can do more. And about that time, COVID hit, which I know a lot of people are going to probably not appreciate me saying this, but like perfect timing COVID, because it really forced me to like, then look around and quit looking at these opportunities at Keller Williams. And my team and I sat down and we said, listen, we have got to go virtual. We were already on zoom and my team, we use Slack, you know, we did all the things and we were having to teach our Keller Williams office how to do those things. And I said, I don't want to be at a broker that has to pivot to catch up. I'd rather be somewhere that's already ahead of the game. And so that's when we looking at our, you know, we started looking at our virtual options and we first moved to eXp, not for the opportunities it would bring me, you know, those glass doors and ceilings I've been thinking about, but rather just for the opportunities for my team members with insurance and a virtual broker and, and a company that was already set up to work in a COVID world without even realizing that that's what they were doing. So I made the team for my team members and then the opportunities started that I've been craving. Like they just started kind of opening up for me. And so I realized like we're in the right spot. We did the right thing. That's, that's great. And you changed at the right spot, but let's not say that COVID came in the, at the perfect timing because some people I mean... might not like that. <laughs> we, we all wish COVID hadn't come, but it did come, yeah. you know, when it did was right at that time I was looking around and thinking, what are my options anyway? So it sort of forced me to really take a hard look. Yeah. Let's call it a, a good opportunity. And a good opportunity. Right. <laughs> so always uh, comparable, just so we understand here, uh, and you must have a perfect sense of this. Uh, the profit share from Keller Williams uh, on opposing, of course, to the revenue share uh, with EXP. What are your thoughts on this? That one I love, actually. Um, and I get into a lot of really good discussions with my former Keller Williams friends over the difference. And for me, it really comes down to how do you look at money and how does the math work? Mm. When you're doing profit share, the pure nature of that is expenses have to be paid out first, whatever's left over is the profit. And that is shared amongst the profit share revenue share at EXP means the money is split first. And what's left over is what is used to run the company. And the major difference of that is I no longer have to depend on anyone other than me to, you know, to generate that revenue share. You know, I don't have to have a team leader who is super smart with balancing the books at their office. I don't have to depend on an OP to not make decisions I don't agree with for expenses for an office that are gonna cut into my profit share. Um, I've actually, right now, I've got 30 people in my revenue share downline. I had 32 at Keller Williams. So we're almost tit for tat. 
And my profit share every month at Keller Williams is about a fourth of what it is in revenue share on, on the EXP side. So mathematically, you know, we could argue all day long amongst the two companies as to which one makes more money, but I'm, the reality is I see more money with the same amount of people doing the same amount of business right now at EXP than I ever did at, at Keller Williams. Nice. That, that seems convincing, but you got to understand everyone is selling their fish, you know? So even if your fish is better than the others, they, they wouldn't agree just because it, it's not their fish, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But you know, the thing I like about math and numbers is the numbers don't lie. Mm -hmm. So the concept of profit share, you can spin it one way and the concept of revenue share, you can spin it another way. But when I, every single month, cause I'm vested at KW, you know, with the people that were in my profit share and every month they are paid within a day apart of each other and they're never even close. Mm -hmm. So the numbers don't lie. Yeah. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> so <laughs> recently you chose to actually leave production a bit aside. I don't know if you, if you left it completely or if you kept it on 80, 20% and you started focusing on mentoring agents. And why, why did you um, do that? Um, I have left production aside. And even when I ran my traditional sales team, I was not in production any longer, but mm -hmm. coming over to EXP, I decided to focus less on a traditional sales team and more on the revenue share network. And now mainly on the women in real estate, because I just have a heart for what, what we go through, how we look at things business-wise. Um, you know, we're, 86% of all real estate agents are female. And yet we, we just have different struggles than the men sometimes do. And that's not a male bash. It just is what it is. A lot of women are running multiple empires. You know, they run their business, they run their houses, they run their families and their children. We're trying to do real estate while we also drive back and forth to carpool or go to the grocery store or, you know, pick up the dry cleaning. And there's just things that we need to think about a little bit different when we're talking about time blocking or creating a profit and loss statement, or how do we budget in for the nanny to go take our kids somewhere? And is that okay? Cause there's a lot of guilt that comes with that, um, for the moms out there, they're in, in real estate, you know? And so I started focusing more on that avenue of things. Cause I found I can really help the women become successful because they can let go of some of their limiting beliefs. They can give themselves permission to have a nanny take the kids, you know, to the park one afternoon, as long as they're going to spend the next day with them. And how do we do that? And how do we live these big lives? And it just, it's a really fulfilling thing for me emotionally to get to pour into these girls and watch them, you know, whether they're divorced or empty nestering, you know, whatever phase of life they're in, like, to have those discussions and say, it's okay to kind of talk about the things that nobody ever talks about. Yeah. And it's great. Of course, you chose your audience. It's an audience that you can have uh, empathy with it. You can have uh, compassion. And that was actually the next question I was going to ask. Like, so you, you mentor just women. I, I do. I, I finally just gave myself, I have a couple of guys um, in my revenue share group mm -hmm. and I, my traditional sales team, I have two fantastic men, most of the guys, you know, most of my sponsors are man. So I love the men in my life. The women are the ones I'm going to pour into for their business though. I just, I finally, one of my coaches said, Joanne, give yourself permission to pour into the agents that you want to pour into, which was the women and say, it's okay. You know, 
I've got the perfect place for the guys to go to have what they need, but I'm going to have discussions that they're probably going to be bored with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you, you got to prioritize and you got you to gotta look for where your genius is. I, I, I always uh, like to talk about that. And if your genius is uh, coaching and mentoring women, like uh, don't mind the man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, if they want to sit in on the conversation, like go for it, you know, but they might get bored if we yeah. start talking about diapers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, I, I saw you featured um, uh, Keeping It Real podcast I heard, I heard the episode quite quite cool episode you should you guys you should check it out if you if you of course you you should know keeping a real podcast if you don't by now but if you didn't listen to that episode john bolt is there and uh, it's a very good podcast and there you talk about your three methods of uh, referral do you remember that <laughs> can you can you talk about that sure i i look at referrals in three ways they're your your immediate sphere and then there's the outbound referrals, which are the agents across the country. And then there's the, the referrals from the people. And I call it kind of the, the social, you know, the social referral. It's the people you didn't even know knew you. Um, and those are the three types of referrals you're always working to get. And we, we tend to focus only on the referrals in our immediate sphere. You know, the people that we talk to on an everyday basis, but our ultimate goal should be the referrals of the people who see our signs everywhere, see our advertising, see us on social media and get to know us without us even know that they're getting to know us. Because when those referrals reach in and, and hand a name out or call you for business, it's a much easier conversion rate because you don't really have to sell yourself. They've already gone and met you through everything else that you do. Uh would you say which type of, uh, of referral or perspective uh, do you get uh, more, more leads from? When I ran the traditional real estate team at Keller Williams, it was my immediate sphere referral. Um, we were really good at client parties and pouring into our past clients, and we got a lot of referrals that way. Since shifting gears over here at EXP and working more of a network, um, I'm actually getting more referrals to hand out from other agents across the country. So it really is more the social media type network or it, it's agents that hear me on the Tina and Joe show podcast, or they mm -hmm. see me on Instagram on it's Joanne Bolt and they'll reach out and say, Hey, who do you know who would be a great agent for X, Y, Z, you know, and the first conversation I always start back is tell me about your client because we want to have the right experience for the client. And so then I look out through all the people I've met and that are in my network and I try to match, you know, play matchmaker with the, the right agent. But yeah, it's more, it's more out in the, the network than it is my sphere now. Yeah. And it's like, a, you're here talking. So that's another channel you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll gladly yeah. let referrals from. And, um, and tell me, how is your day-to-day uh, -day then as a, a team leader and a real estate referral agent? Mondays, I focus on um, research. I do a lot of research for whatever I'm going to be either curating social media wise for the week or having discussions on on podcast or um, we do a lot of masterminding in my women's group. And so I do a lot of research on Mondays. And Tuesdays is honestly, it's a lot of the curation day. So if I'm going to create posts that are going out or reels on Instagram or whatever, I spend a lot of time on Tuesdays doing that. Wednesday is really heavy on coaching, mentoring, Zoom calls. So, um, 
you know, I have them in the women's group. I have them in the bulk group. And I have a lot of one-on-ones that people in my organization get to just book into my calendar and Thursday and Friday, I do a lot of podcasting just like this. Um, I, I, Tina and I tend to record our own podcasts a lot on Thursdays. Um, you know, so that's kind of how my week looks. Yeah. When I asked you this question, I was, I was looking for, uh, of course, I was looking for exactly this, but usually people just say, oh, I do this and that. And you are have everything organized. Monday, oh, I'm I do this super Tuesday. structured. <laughs> I, I live by a calendar. I have a lot of white space in my calendar, but I'm, I'm way more structured than people realize I am. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you see me have it go, going very well for you. <laughs> Thank you. So what tools uh, do you use also on that uh, day-to-day basis? I use a lot of Zoom. I use a lot of Slack. Um, we use Slack all the time to have conversations amongst the groups. I'm in my private Facebook groups a whole lot. I like, um, I've got a couple apps on my phone for editing videos that comes in quite handy, especially when you're creating content for social media. And then, um, you know, my podcasting and my audibles, I listen to a lot of books in the car. And so that's actually a big tool for me is if I'm doing research for new guests for, you know, the podcast or new concepts to talk about what's going on in the industry, mm -hmm. I'm listening to a lot of podcasts and, and audible books. And so, you know, I utilize those tools a whole lot. Yeah, and that's a great insight. Listen and then there's, the you know, a CRM. Books. You got to have a good CRM to keep it all together. Yeah. So if uh, now if you could be a bit more nostalgic here, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Uh, if you, you could go back to the start of your career. So when you, when you decided to take that flight and you had nowhere to go, uh, what would you change? Or what would you tell to your younger, younger, self. younger self? Yeah, I would, I would tell my younger self to look earlier for the opportunities. Um, when I first got into real estate, I read the millionaire real estate book. I read it about 15 times and I really truly, and then I looked at the structure of my office and I saw a market center administrator, a client services coordinator and a team leader and an operating partner. And I didn't look beyond that. And so what I would tell my younger self is there's so many more opportunities in real estate than just selling homes or just running a team. And if you want to do those things, that's fantastic. But there's also coaching and book writing and podcasting. And even back then there was vlogging. Like there's just, there's speaking opportunities. There's keynote opportunities. There's running conferences. It's a whole world of real estate stuff out there that people who are very knowledgeable in what we do that you can do with your, you know, your license. And, and so, you know, do the real estate, do it really well for a couple of years. because you've got to have the experience. You've got to have the credibility, but I probably wouldn't have stayed running a traditional team for 15 years. I probably would have cut that off a lot earlier and gone and, and done, you know, a, branched out a little bit. Yeah. Good. And now that we get this nostalgic part, let's try to go a bit into the future. I don't know if you're a long-term person or not, but where, where do you go from here? What are your goals? My goals right now are to take the women's group that I'm starting um, and really expand it and blow it up. So I want a group that is broker agnostic at first, you know, that will just be that safe place for all women to come in and talk about real estate stuff. 
I want to have big retreats. I want to have big conferences. I mean, think Tony Robbins style, but really focused on the female aspect of, of being in real estate and having those powerhouse women come in and be the keynote speakers or leading the panels so that every girl and woman out there in real estate can see the opportunities and can envision themselves being the leaders, the owners of teams, the podcast host, you know, so that, you know, and obviously I want to grow the EXP rev share along with it. And I really down the road, quite frankly, I'm envisioning a big division of women led agents at EXP, you know, something just coming out strong and being some of the people that take stage and say, we did it with a baby on our hip. You know, we did it. Like I tell people all the time, I sold 50 million a year and my kids didn't even realize it because I structured my time in such a way. My kids thought I was a stay at home mom until they were probably nine. So, you know, that's, that's where I'm going in the future is just completely empowering the women around me. Nice. And you seem, you seem to be on the right path. <laughs> we're trying. It's a learning curve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. There was still hit, hit a few bumps. At least if you keep, if you keep on going, you'll get there. And uh, just so we know, just so I know, and our audience knows, um, how do we get in contact with uh, your groups, your women's group? If you're on Instagram, my handle is um, it's Joanne Bolt. That is where I'm probably the most prevalent. And then I can point you into the Facebook group. The Facebook group is, um, it's a public group right now. It's called Inspire Women of Real Estate. And um, that's where you can find us on Facebook, but always, if you want me the quickest, I will say Instagram, DM me, it's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Nice. And, and before uh, we wrap this up, uh, I have a question for you, which I need to ask every guest because it's the question that I'm more curious of and is in what areas do you feel you need to improve and uh, what are you doing about it? I'm always trying to improve my leadership skills. I'm a super high D on the disc profile. Um, and I tend to be blunt and to the point and some, you know, I'm trying to, I'm always telling myself, slow down, look at things from the high eyes perspective, you know, tell the full story, not just the bullet pointed version and have more patience as people are, are telling me their stories because I just run at a high pace. And so I've got to improve my ability to slow down and go to everyone's pace. And that's, that's what I'm working on. I've, it's a long process. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good advice. T tell the full story, hear the full story. I think that's, that's a good advice. So we can uh, end this up. And uh, I just want to thank you, uh, Joe, for coming. It was a, it was a pleasure. Thanks for uh, having me. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, so sorry, Tina couldn't sounds, join us, yeah, but you know, that's what she's I was a say. mom with a baby, <laughs> and so she's still on maternity leave. Exactly. We'll 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 meet up with her some other time. <laughs> yeah, we'll grab the two of us. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Thank you, Joe. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye.